All right, I think we lost connection on the last. All right. Yeah, I might have accidentally jumped out of there. You're good. All right. Whenever you're ready. Let's see if I got my earbuds. Is that actually might help? You might be able to hear me a little bit better, and I might be able to hear you a little bit better than that would probably be doing you a big favor. Sounds good. find them first they're somewhere in my uh my work bag just like deep down there you're good it happens to me all the time yeah just because i work in my course and at this point i got a million things oh here they are i'm gonna plug them in ask you how i sound Here, can I you can hear, hear me? It. All right. You ready to roll? Well, right. yep. I am. Three, two, one. Thanks, everybody, for joining me for another edition of Chef Sports. Uh, that song was Mr. Brightside. Quote, unquote, you know, you could say the maybe anthem of Phi Kappa Sigma, Delta Eta Chapter, McDaniel College. Um, thanks again for joining me for another night. I'm doing back-to-back episodes, obviously, with what's happening in college athletics right now. Um, I have the pleasure of welcoming you on to the show. A great friend of mine, member of the same fraternity, same alma mater. Uh, Ryan, welcome to the show, man. How are you? Thank you for having me. It's uh, it's, it's nice to be here. It's nice to, nice to finally talk sports with you. Definitely, definitely. So, uh, Ryan, I know you might have heard in past episodes, but, you know, what I'm trying to do is it's really, you know, I do the show, but it's the guests that really make it great, the quality, um, the conversation. So, you know, give everybody a chance uh, domestically, globally. Um, you know, obviously, we'll have friends who are going to tune in, but just let everyone know kind of like your story um, for about a minute or two, and then we can get into the conversation. All right. Well, um, to start off, um, my name's Ryan. I'm from the Boston area. Um, I decided to uh, go to McDaniel in 2018, where I'm going to be graduating in 2022. So I play golf. Uh, I play on the golf team at McDaniel. I played through high school uh, back in Boston. I've been playing golf my entire life, so it's taken up a really large uh, segment of my life. Uh, on top of that, I've just been a really big sports fan all around. My dad and I have been watching sports. Uh, while I say this, the Rays just hit an absolute bomb off of the Red oh, Sox. So that's a real good thing to see right there. Um, so, I mean, if you uh, don't call me a diehard uh, Boston sports fan, I don't know what you can call me. Um, to be fair, I have seen 13 championships, but at the same time, 
I'm about to see the Red Sox not not win it for 86 more years. Right. So right. Uh, I guess that's that's all there really is about me is that uh, besides that, I'm a psychology major. Um, I'm not sure. Is there anything else I missed there? No, you did great. Uh, yeah, Ryan's a really nice guy. Uh, he's a member of my lineage and uh, the fraternity that I'm a part of. So um, we've seen each other on occasions. If Kyle Shocking's listening right now, very crazy how you made your first introduction to Ryan when we were at Aaron Lutz's wedding over FaceTime. But that was a long. Oh, that was night. a that was a bold strategy. That was right bold. That was a long night. But yeah, I mean, you know, Boston's a great city. I love Boston. I need to get back, and I'll let you know when. I haven't been in probably ten years. Um, I'm a huge Yankees fan, but there's no doubt that you know Fenway is aesthetically one of the most beautiful stadiums and fields in the world for athletics. Um, it's one of the oldest stadiums in the United States. You know, Fenway. There's Wrigley a few others. Um, if you're talking about the center of the NFL, it has to be, you know, New England with the Patriots. Obviously, Tom Brady's at the Buccaneers, but that will never take oh away God. what Bateman achieved as a, as a dynasty. You know, I call them the uh, Alabama of the NFL. I mean, they own the AFC East. Um, and we'll see what happens this season. And obviously, Cam Newton's going to be there. And we're going to do a whole other show on Cam Newton and what's happening. But, um, yeah, so, Ryan, obviously – yeah, I love golf, and I've seen your videos. You have a beautiful swing. Um, I hope to one day, you know, maybe in the spring if stuff changes, maybe drive down for a tournament that you're playing in at a, one of the courses and just, uh, you know, take some photos, do some live coverage for a podcast. Yeah, um, and I mean, I know. Yeah. I know I know. we'll get to, to the whole thing about, like, if I have tournaments mm-hmm. in the spring uh, with NCAA. Yeah. But, so, yeah, but obviously, so if anyone hasn't heard, the past 48 hours have been – monumental um it's kind of an understatement maybe for the ncaa um you know obviously as of now with college athletics not only football but every other sport uh the pac-12 the big 12 have backed out for the fall semesters with not only football but also basketball um as of now the acc and the sec are still likely to play there hasn't been another decision um but again, other Power Five conferences have backed out. I know the Centennial Conference for us is not playing. Um, a lot of, you know, pretty much every other league is saying that they're not going to house athletics for the fall. Um, I definitely want to hear Ryan's take. I know he did an episode last night, but obviously I think it's a big mistake. Um, they actually just posted a story on ESPN's website saying the state of college football leadership in 2020, the NCAA, Mark Ebert, the commissioner and more, and you know, after reading it, I can always I can already tell you the headline should be, you know, what is happening and where's the leadership. Um, but, Ryan, obviously, you're you know, you're a student athlete. I want to hear your take on what's been happening recently with college athletics. Um. OK, so for me, the entire thing is, is that I think that while this. So my mother's a nurse to really uh, start this whole thing out. I I, I live with her. And really, I understand this uh, how serious this whole pandemic yep. is. And uh, both of us can speak to that because you live in New York. I live in Massachusetts. Those are two very hard hit areas by COVID-19. Yes. Um, at the same time, I feel like um, back on campus, I would I think Trevor Lawrence had a, a thread of tweets. I'm not sure if you saw it. Um, but where he said that a lot of college kids would be a lot safer on campus than they would be by themselves. Yes, I did see that. Um, and I really agree with what he said. Um, I think Trevor Lawrence is not only a big leader in the whole, 
uh, Clemson locker room, but I believe in all of uh, college sports and college athletics, really, because he's a very outspoken name. He's very big. And he had his fame really given to him his freshman year. And now as a junior, I think he's stepping up and really filling into that role of, hey, I have a big voice here. I'm going to use it. So I think him doing that and saying, hey, a lot of these college athletes that are in these locker rooms that are, uh, if we were to play and we were to be tested as vigorously as we would, if we were to be uh, enforced our social distancing mm-hmm. rules because, hey, if you don't socially distance and people get sick, you won't be playing. Right. We want to play. Right. right. You know, you, ha- you had the MLB tweeting out mm-hmm. saying when and where to Rob Manfred. Yeah. You had the NFL tweeting out saying when and where to Roger Goodell. And both of those got fixed. But when we said when and where to the NCAA, they were nowhere to be right. seen. Yeah. They weren't willing to have the conversation with students. Instead, they went to the president who... I, I can't rip into the NCAA as much as I would like to, obviously, for obvious, obvious right. reasons. Um, but we, as student athletes, and I only, I understand I'm only a D3 uh, student athlete. It's, it's not like I'm D1 and I'm raking in revenue for my college or whatever. But at the same time, I'm having my season taken away from me. Right. You know, a big decision, uh, a, I made a big decision to go all the way from Massachusetts to Maryland uh-huh. to go uh, play college golf. Uh-huh. And it was because of the fact that I would be able to play. Um, But I feel like we're having that taken away from us when, you know, if we had a little bit more money put into us, which God, we all know that's not a hard, that's not a big ask for us. You know, that that's not a big ask considering how much money is brought into the NCAA every year, considered a nonprofit, but we would have plenty of testing. We would be able to have plenty of protocols put into yeah. place, just like the other um, the professional sports right. leagues. So yeah, yeah you, you 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 are you summed it up perfectly. I mean, I respect the hell out of you. You know, it doesn't matter if you're Division One, Two, or Three. You know, student athletes work very hard in the classroom, on the field. They're involved in social activities. I mean, again, you know, it's hard to track. You know, counting the amount of times, but you know, there's a great film everyone should watch called School the price of college sports and Arian Foster. And it says, you know, if there's no athletes, there's no NCAA, there's no bowl games, there's no Rose Bowl, there's nothing. And it's true. Um, I think that, you know, Kirk Herbstreit and Lee Corzo, I love college game day. They're not only great commentators, but they're great human beings. And they said it perfectly clear that this could have been a moment in the NCAA's like 80 plus year history where they could have gotten all the college presidents together I don't know what, what we'll say the Sierra Nevadas, you know, get everyone in one room and say, look, we can either decide collectively as a pro, as an organization, not conference by conference, but united decision. We can either stop playing or continue. And I think like Jay Bill said, who's a phenomenal voice, not only for athletics, but for other, you know, social issues and, and conversations. He said the NCAA has failed because they were not united in this decision. I think, you know, obviously the presidents don't know squat, to be honest, what college athletes go through. Um, Not even close. These players are living below food stamps. Uh, The coaches, I respect them, but Nick Saban does not need to be paid $9 million a year. Um, You know, college football is now in the Cold War of arms races where they spend, you know, Northwestern, I think, just built a $300 million facility for their football team. When you think about that, okay but you know 95 percent of athletes would say i'd rather be 
given other benefits, aka money or other necess- necessities, than playing a brand new state uh, facility, which doesn't mean squat because it's not your actual stadium. So I do believe, yeah, I mean, the NCAA is a huge mess. Mark Emmert, who had, took over in 2010, I don't even know how he's still in power. I guess they have, you know, they vote on it, but um, either the, you know, the NCAA for a lot of their history and their founder, Walter Byers, who created, in fact, the quote, the quote term student athlete even admitted in the 1980s when he was, you know, getting severely ill, that he made the mistake of even coining that term because uh, it makes honestly no sense uh, because, you know, we're not in 1920. We're in 2020. There's a thing called AT&T, you know, Hulu, Netflix. Schools are making millions of dollars, billions of dollars. So I think that, you know, if any good now can come out of the end today after these horrible decisions, it would be to really honestly clean shop and rebrand um, right and i don't want to make this a whole debate of, of whether or not you know student athletes should be paid or it's not okay. because that's a whole different yep. that's a whole different debate really but you know even for just this year it's it's like we would all of us are i i would say if you were to poll 90 percent of student athletes would yep. say hey I, I i want to play my sport right. this year you know we we want to play yeah but um, you know, I, I, I'm going to use the MLB as an example in the Red Sox. So you had Eduardo Rodriguez, for example, he wants to play baseball, mm-hmm. but he, um, he contracted COVID-19 earlier, uh, right before the season when summer, uh, when summer camp was beginning. And, uh, ever since then, he hasn't been able to play. He had to end up opting out of the season because he's had a heart condition, you know, right. and a lot of people in NCAA are seeing these things and saying, Hey, um, I fully understand. Meanwhile, the Red Sox just got a three-run homer hit off them again. That's really rough, dude. Uh, I'm sorry, man. But um, we're we're seeing these things happen, and we still want to play. Right. It, it, it's it's crazy to me the fact that this is a non this is even a non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. You know, we we want to play, and uh, I'm trying to remember. I I don't know who it is that went to the table and said, "Hey." Here, here's our asks. Uh, I, th- I don't know if it was it the Big Ten. It might have been the Big here, Ten. Here, here's our asks. Pay the players. They asked for a million things, and everybody was telling them, "Hey, ask for as much as you want. They might give you something." Right. And that's all we want. We want something. Mm-hmm. You know, give incentivize us mm-hmm. just a little bit to because we. That's all we're looking for. We're right. willing to play. We're willing to negotiate. We're willing to talk. Yeah. But players just need a little bit behind them to be able to risk their health. We're young. I just turned 21 three days yeah, ago. Happy 21st uh, I appreciate it. But, you know, we're, we're all young. We're all very healthy. Mm-hmm. We are at our peak athletic perform- mm-hmm. uh, performance. And a lot of these people have draft stock that's willing to go up. Yes. You know, for example, if this happened with Joe Burrow a year ago, he would not be going number one to the Bengals exactly. this year. Exactly. Exactly. So a lot of these guys, what are they going to do? They can't go and play in the XFL now because they still they're still under their college. They're going to drop right. out of college, and what if they go into the XFL who and play bad? Because right. I know that uh, the Rock is wanting to yep. start that back yeah. up again. He uh, he but, purchased. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they can't go do that. Mm-hmm. We don't have options. Mm-hmm. This is our option. You know this this is our future. This is people's future. Right. And we have no options besides. 
we have to do what the NCAA decides for us. Yeah. Yeah. And we're, we're, we're all adults. Yeah. I, I just don't understand why this is again, a Mm non-negotiable. I don't understand why we can't at least come to the table and, and try and sit down, even if we're not being paid, right. Just give it, give us, give us something because we're risking mm-hmm. a lot, but we're more than willing to make you the money that you normally make. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a long-standing argument. You know, you hit the nail on the coffin. There's been so many times where they say, oh, well, we bring the student-athlete to the table and in the NCAA handbook, which I read in People, you can look it up. It's a free public document. You know, I said last night for 400 pages, the main issues they could sum it up in two or three pages is money, eligibility, and recruiting. And, you know, they have these student academic councils, but right now it's squat. You know, they never allow the student athletes to come to the table. It's always a closed door, you know, um, sessions. I mean, look, when I was at McDaniel, they offered uh, a jam term where you could go to an NCAA conference and you can intern, but you will never get to the center of the power because they are so restricted and running a quasi legal system. Um, with all these rules and regulations. So, yeah, again, I completely agree. Even if they can just give the athletes a chance to voice their concerns or say, we will play, you don't even have to play. It's just let us participate because we are young, healthy. And if we decide to play and we get sick, then we will not sue because it is our consent and we are over the age of 18. And on top of that, I think that all of us are incentivized because of the fact that we want to play, Uh that we are going to follow Uh the guidelines. Uh We are going to keep healthy. We are going to do our absolute most to stay on our field, the court, the course, whatever Uh it is. You know, everything in our power to stay in shape to play. Yeah. I mean, look, I was amazed last night. And if the NCAA really needed a wake-up call – and maybe other leagues actually, even overseas, Major League Soccer last night played a game, Dallas and uh, Nashville. Nashville won their first ever game. They had 2,000 fans in the stadium. They are literally the first league to host a game not in Florida, but at an actual home field with 2,000 people. No one got sick. Everybody was social distancing. The players were playing. It was on national television. So again, you know, if I'm the ACC and the Big 12, I'm like, all right, great. You know what? It was on TV. People were at the game, fans. No one got sick or hurt. Beautiful. Let's stick to our plan to maybe keep playing in the fall. But if I'm the Pac-12 or the Big 10, uh, I would be shaking my head like, wow, you know, maybe we should have thought about this. Or maybe we should have, you know, actually uh, spoken with our athletes and, and our advisors. I mean, I think Urban Meyer, who – I know there's a lot that's happened with him when he was at Florida with Hernandez and also the offensive coach, you know, but I do think he is a good human being at the end of the line and a good coach. He said, you know, as uh, Ryan has kind of summed up like, you know, this isn't about the money or the championships. You know, he said players are literally chasing their dreams or any athlete right now. So again, to take away the fall season is taking away livelihood. It's taking away opportunities. It's taking away, uh, a daily routine. Um, I mean, it's no, you know, it's no surprise that, you know, student athletes are usually sometimes the best um, students in the classroom because they have a regiment and they work right. hard and they have, you know, I was a manager on the football team. I didn't play, but my grades are very good. You know, my first two semesters, cause I had a balanced practice game and classroom. Um, but there's a lot of facets and factors that I think these presidents, and I don't know why, but you know, they just can't come to gra- uh, grapple with. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, obviously, it's a day-to-day. 
I honestly do not believe the Pac-12 and the Big Ten can even reverse the decision. What they did yesterday seems like, you know, we're sticking with this no matter what. Um, right. So now – And to – Yes, please. To, yeah, if I can just add to your point there uh-huh. with the whole routine thing, um, again, I can't, I can't go ahead and say, like, I'm some D1 athlete or anything like that. I'm not. I'm a D3 golfer. I fully understand that. However, okay. I can fully tell you every day when I wake up, I wake up at 7 in the morning, right. I go practice. I go to class. After class, I go work out. After my workouts, I go and I go to the range and hit balls. I go practice my putting. I go to dinner, go do homework, and then go to bed. Wake up, do the same thing the next day. And that is my routine. I have done very well for myself in mm-hmm. that routine. Mm-hmm. And I was never a good student in high school. Um, I, I came to college, and I've turned everything around. But that's because I have that routine. Right. And now with, you know, remote learning, all that, you know, that gives me more time to practice. And that literally, as, as teams, we are going to be practicing still. So why can we not play our games? Right. Yeah, it's a big, it's a big question. What is a game? Why is a game, you know, so dangerous when you can practice and do other things and um, be around? You know, going back to Trevor Lawrence, he's a great leader. Shout out to Pat Godfrey, who is an NFL high school alum. He was on the past two national championship teams at Clemson. He told me verbatim, you know, Lawrence is phenomenal. Dabo's amazing. It's the best program probably right now in college athletics. Um, yeah, again, Joe, I mean, I told my friends, you know, Dylan and a few other guys, I was like, you know what? I know this situation sucks, but at least we got to see last season because for the 150th season, if it was canceled and we would have never seen Burrow and Jefferson and that huge LSU team win a phenomenal championship. And right. that unbelievable, you know, Heisman speech, which actually I kind of shed some tears during because Burrow is just a, a class act, and I can't wait to see him in the NFL. But, As an Ohio State fan, that was nice to see for me yeah. too. Um, but at least we got to see that last season. Um, you know, I but I, I my heart goes out to you and other athletes, and we'll see. I mean, I'm curious. So being, you know, a member of the golf team, and I have friends who were on the team when I was at school. Brian Norwood, shout out to you. I think you won the – Centennial Conference, I think 2016 or 2017. Some stud, absolute stud. Yeah, great guy. He's in DC right now. I hope to see you soon, Brian. Um, Brian, Brian, what is it like? I mean, are you communicating with your teammates? Have the coaches reached out? What's that been like? Honestly, communication lately has been very minimal, and it, it, it's honestly just the most eerie thing in the world. Because normally, right around now, would be the time that we're all communicating with each other, saying, "Hey, how's everybody playing? How's everybody practicing?" Right. You know, what's going on? Um, and, you know, <laughs> what sucks is last year, I, I don't I, – I know we want to talk about now, but last year we also had our – we had our spring season canceled because of COVID-19 complications. Right. You know, I got to play one tournament in the spring. I played in Dota Island. Um, and we had our – we got that, and then our season got canceled. And – we had five, six, seven really good players on our team. Mm-hmm. You know, we were very hopeful for going to uh, McDaniel's first first national championship, I believe, since 2013. I want to say, um, but we were we were looking fantastic. I was having the season of a lifetime for myself. Um, my one of my teammates, Chuck, was. Just the, the kid was on pace to 
set Centennial Conference records. The two of us have the number one and two scoring average, uh, single season scoring average records from last year alone. Uh, I think the the five uh, the five people who started have the are inside the top ten all time, Um, and then Chuck and I are number I think one and two in uh, school history. Wow! And the like we had a team that was locked and loaded we were ready for whatever came at us um i and i'm incredibly incredibly proud of that team you know every single one of them i'm you know i'm so happy that i got to play with them and the fact that our season got canceled you know the when i look back at it more and more it just makes me so sad because i know i know what that team could have been Mm -hmm. and now looking at this year you know we, we lost two seniors that's a really big hit for most teams yeah however this is a team that can recover from that. You know, this is a team that still has so much talent on it, but we're not even getting the fact, we're not even getting the chance to, to practice like together as much because a lot of people aren't coming back onto campus. Right. But you know, there's very minimal contact with each other. Um, We're going to go, when I go back to campus, I leave a week from today. I don't know when this is going up, but um, I leave Monday, which I think is the 17th. Yep. And um i'll be back practicing around then but you know things aren't going to really be gearing up until then but it's because everything's just so strange right now Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. that's how things kind of are right now and it's it's up in the air and that's just how it is i guess yeah no i hear you on that it's 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 a culture shock in a way it's it's uh taking something very different than shifting over and you know i i graduated in 2017 i don't Obviously, it's hard to picture a McDaniel campus with no, you know, great football games on Fridays and Saturdays and athletic events all around. Uh, If things are better by then, I mean, I told myself that I'm definitely going to come back for homecoming regardless, even if there's not, you know, football, which makes sense. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I know even my girlfriend, Alexa, I played, shout out to Hamilton College, great golf facilities. I played the other weekend. I practiced. I know she said, you know, they're campus is pretty empty we ran into the hockey coach and he said that he's been zooming with you know recruits and a lot of people have actually backed out but he's able to get a few to really stay on with the program there um so it's major i mean my my family member alex he goes to unc shout out tar heels he actually just got back to campus he's going to do remote classes um so we'll see what happens i mean look and again i think it's kind of bs for people to say well like if they had games on campus with no students then what would be the point but no like you could have still had football games at happy valley with no students in the stands and been able to televise it you could have done you know interactive tailgating a lot of leagues are doing drive-in theaters with screens up um there's so much you could have done for students in general and the athletes to continue the season with the testing I think the saddest part about this conversation was Jay Bill said that the NCAA, in fact, didn't even use testing for their own in-house facilities. They didn't even consult with their own doctors, and they still made this decision and influenced the big um, 10 in the Pac-12. So even that was a huge shock to my system. Um, so it's, it's crazy. I mean, do you – we don't know what's going to happen yet, but again, you know, for you, I don't know if it would work with golf in the spring or fall, but – to me, it's hard to imagine that there would be a spring football season and then what you would give players a month or two off and then expect them to play in the fall. I think that the human body would need more time to recover. So um, I can't speak to obviously football. I've, 
I'm I'm five foot six. You're I, good. I, I have absolutely no ability to play football. I, I I know what sport I belong in. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's yeah. You're good. I I can tell you right now though that if if you were to because golf is a fall and spring sport mm-hmm. and I need those two breaks of the the winter. I use that to uh, really bulk up and then um, so I'm just lifting and gaining some weight. So then right before my spring season, I'll drop some weight right. and. Um, you know, get into good shape, but that's because I need to, my body needs mm-hmm. to be able to, um, have that recovery, but also that strengthening or else it's going to, it's going to really hurt. Right. You know, that's the spring season is we, we always say on our golf team that our fall season is where you really start playing well. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get off to a really hard, hot start. You know, my scoring average for my fall season was a 73, and a half right around there I, I played very well um but then the the spring for whatever reason whether it's the weather whether it's you're still tired from the fall yeah it you hold on that's it your scoring average you hold on and i think that's a big factor for if we were to p- play a spring football season is a lot of players will be you know very excited to get back on the field but people who are suffering from injury you know they mm-hmm. won't be able to come back a year later because they're going to be coming back a month right. later Right. Um, yeah. They're they're going to be tired, so that that uh, that fall they're just going to be hanging on, just like we we have to. Um, right. It's it's you know it's not meant to be two. Uh, that's literally turning into a two uh, a two season sport. Uh-huh. You know that's a that's a those juniors between their junior uh, second semester and their senior fall semester. They're going to play two semesters worth of football right. in the span that they normally play one. Yeah. You know, that's exhausting. Yeah. Sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan, I, I know uh, kind of a, I love, I love, I'm loving this conversation. It's one of my favorite episodes, episodes I've done so far. We're going to do plenty more. We're going to do some NFL ones uh, soon and even more discussion. My final question, again, I think that maybe, you know, because of what's happened in the past and maybe people's perceptions that, but, you know, I love golf. Um, you know, I, I can relate to you. For me, like, I can sit on the couch on a Saturday and watch golf and be entertained. I know some of my friends are like, it's so boring, but I love it. Um, for me, you know, it's fun. I Sometimes I'd rather lose, you know, 20 golf balls, but I love being on a, a course, you know, playing with friends and the aesthetics and the greens. Um, for me, it's funny. Like, I, I do you think that for anyone, you know, maybe I'm even listening to this episode, you know, let's say they're in high school or something and they want to play college golf. Um, do you think that the game, I mean, it's always been popular, but in terms of athletics and college, do you think that, you know, I don't know it as well. Has it always been popular? Do you think that schools could do more? Like, for instance, it would be great if, you know, like McDaniel, for instance, if it wasn't COVID, you know, have like a McDaniel open on campus where the golf team plays with other schools and, you know, students can come and kind of, you know, uh, create an atmosphere like you see on TV or, do you think that athletics or golf is where it should be? Or do you think that maybe more should be put to its attention? Cause look, I, you know, you know it better than me, but I can tell you from watching golf, you know, with the, whether it's Spieth or this guy who won the PGA, like the young players are amazing and they're coming out of the cannons like never before. But do you think that college athletics should be doing maybe more for golf as a sport to attract more talent and to get even more players onto the professional level? So for, that's a really good question. Um, for 
first off, shout out Colin Morikawa. I mean that that yeah. kid is an absolute monster. Yeah, shout out to him. Um, that was a good. He's gonna just winning star. the PJ Championship. Yep. yep. He will, he will be good for a very long time. I agree. Um, and I'm so for him coming out of Cal um, as a four year graduate. He had four years to become the player that he is now, and I think that you know the emphasis of his college career was really what gave him the confidence to become the such a star that he is now. I think that you know your bigger schools in golf, such as Stanford, Cal, uh, Oklahoma State, um, Oregon, yeah. you know those big schools have the emphasis of hey, our golf team. They're very good. Yeah. You guys should pay attention to them. Yep. But, you know, your smaller schools like Texas, yeah. uh, or, well, not smaller schools, but uh, you have other schools like Texas, you know, sure. just a <laughs> bunch of other schools who are a little lower key, you know, some Florida schools yep. who are still very good. You know, Florida Gulf Coast, mm-hmm. you got Coastal Carolina, who Dustin yeah. Johnson went yeah. there, who's now a one time, uh, he's won a major, he's won 21 P, uh, PGA Tour events. Yeah, incredible. You know, you have these absolute monsters coming out of there, but they don't have, you know, the, you know, Coastal's, uh, I'm pretty sure, a baseball school. Yeah, they actually, you know, they, won a, they won, I think, the World Series a few years ago. It was big. Exactly. Yeah. So I think a lot of schools need a larger emphasis on, hey, this is our, especially if they have a very successful golf team. Right. Now, I, I work for the McDaniel um, Athletic Comm Department, so... Um, I, I don't want to rip into my boss too much here um, at all. I, I think a big recommendation I would just have is, hey, you know, your school, if they, especially if they have a tournament, you know, McDaniel has a tournament uh, in Pennsylvania, and uh, we're recording the basketball games. We're recording the football mm-hmm. games. We're recording every single athletic game on campus. Mm-hmm. Send a camera yeah. to the golf course, yeah. you know? Just it doesn't even have to be live. Right. It doesn't need to be live. Just get it there. Film some highlights of some of our golfers. Yeah. Because I can tell you right now, all of us would love the recognition of it. Not only would it motivate us to play better, but on top of that, it would if we had somebody like watching the highlights or something like that and come up to us and be like, "Hey, I your last tournament here. Fantastic shot on this hole." Yeah. You know that uh, I, that would mean the world to me. I would I, the, the validation that that would give us. I'm sure is through the roof. Look, man, but, I'll, tell, I'll, I'll tell you straight up. You know, you just read my mind, and this goes anyone else on the golf team, including Ryan. If I can, that I mean, I would do that in a heartbeat, man. So honestly, if you guys do spring, and if I can come down for a weekend, I don't even need to get paid, but I'd love to do that. So let me know. I'd love to record, take some photos with my new Canon camera do Twitter. I mean, again, it's, I think it would be great. And you know what, honestly, I think it would be popular. I think a lot of students would enjoy it. I mean, heck set up a projector screen at the college golf course and have people watch on the green, you know, you guys playing and, and just some sort of recognition. So I agree. I think that uh, I'm going to actually really look into that. And anyone else that's currently McDaniel, please, you know, reach out to Ryan or anyone else because you hit the nail on the coffin. Like that's, I agree. You know, if you tell guys one thing, televised at all you know my friend Corey's on the tennis team i'm a big supporter of them too i was like you know you guys should get as much you know coverage and people as football golf should get it and look mcdaniel's a historically rich uh, school in athletics i mean we 
went to the Centennial Conference Championship for football for like eight or nine seasons. We could have gone to the first ever Orange Bowl. Um, you know, we've had successful golfers. Our women's volleyball team won the conference championship when I was there against Johns Hopkins. We have one of the best women's programs, probably in Division Three for soccer. Um, there's a lot of, you know, talent and rich, you know, tradition at McDaniel. But I agree with you, more coverage. Right. Um, you know, yeah. a big a big part of it, too, is the fact that I feel like we're p- passing up on a really big opportunity, especially considering the fact that you have two nationally ranked golfers on your team for D3. Not only that, but you have a th- – uh, I think we were 32nd in the country. Right. You know, it, it's not like we're some small, some small golf school in yep. Division Three. We are top 50 in the country. Yep. We have we not only do we have talent, we have players who can can really drive some media for you. Yeah, you know that's content for you as a school. Right. Yeah, I agree. But, I agree. Well, hey Ryan, uh, this was one of my favorite takes so far. Uh, you have an amazing radio voice. Um, I love. I appreciate your it. Thank you. We're gonna do a lot more, especially with baseball in the NFL. Um, oh, I got plenty to say about the Red Sox whenever yeah. you want it. <laughs> I hear that. But guys, thank you again for listening to Chef Sports. I appreciate all my sponsors. Shout out to Gabby at Simply Creations. Um, she has amazing apparel. I'm gonna be coming out with some T-shirts, koozies. Everybody in my football league for fantasy, including Ryan, is getting a free T-shirt and koozie. Probably two of each. Um, anyone else who wants to get on my show, just email me. Shout out to Mo Sugars. He's building me a public website on Squarespace. That's going to go, uh, that's going to launch after Labor Day. Um, I'm on Twitter, any platform, just let me know. Um, shout out to McDaniel, obviously, and Ryan, the men's golf team, Thought Capacity McDaniel, all you guys on campus, Sam, have a good semester. Um, shout out to Thought Capacity Penn State. I wish I was able to come back for that game against Ohio State that I had tickets to for the wideout. Uh, not going to happen, but hopefully in another year or two. Um, shout out to Alexa, the whole Ray family, the whole Piscatelli family, Mario Shearer my dad's company, Run and Crate, best moving company in the business. Um, Ryan, you want to give any shout outs before we conclude? Um, I just want to give a, a shout out to everybody who's uh, supported any, any of their college athletics. We mm-hmm. all appreciate you as athletes. Yeah. Well said. Uh, guys, I'll see you probably again later this week. I'm going to do a take with Alex Saunders-Smith, one of our mutual friends. Ryan, I'll see you back in there soon. I want to wish you have a great night. Keep up the hard work, and uh, we'll play golf together sometime in person. I'm looking forward to it. Of course. Of course. Right. Well, hey, guys, Thank you very much for having this me. This was Sheck Sports, of course. Man, I'm going to get this take on the air in about 10 minutes. And uh, thank you, guys. Have a good night. I'm over and out.